Events for Breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Events for Breakfast podcast. I'm Kelly Frew, your podcast host. And how the devil are you all? Now before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to just take a bit of a moment to say thank you to Arena for last week's episode once again. Innovating our events industry was what we were discussing and I had so much feedback from it. So thank you for sharing all your comments, all of your questions. I think I've just about got through them all now and answered them. So it was wonderful to hear from you all. So thanks again. Now, coming on to today's show, I am really excited about this and I think you're going to enjoy it too. I have a fellow podcaster joining me. Gabby Mendez is the founder of Talk Twenties and she is the host of the Talk Twenties podcast. Not only is she a podcast host, but she is also an events operation manager too. So she is an events prof, yay! And we're going to be talking all around pretty much what she covers on her podcast. So being in your 20s, what's it like? I think I can kind of remember just way back then. So Gabby and I are going to chat all around what's it like to be an events prof in their 20s. What challenges do they face? What makes them tick? And what do they want to see from the events industry in the future? So it's time. Let's go meet Gabby and I will catch up with you at the end. Gabby, it is so lovely to have you on my podcast. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, no, I cannot wait to get into this interview. So we are going off in a little bit of a tangent for the Events for Breakfast podcast um, episode today because, you know, it's not all around events. However, we are going to be talking about, you know, inspirational moments, hopefully, just some top tips for our listeners um, and to hear from someone that is in their 20s and and can relate to a lot of my listeners. So what I'd like you to do, first of all, is just tell me a little bit about yourself, please. Yeah, absolutely. So my name's uh, Gabby. I'm the founder of Talk Twenties. And I like to say I'm the founder of Talk Twenties by day and an event operations manager. Well, event operations manager by day and founder of Talk Twenties by night because I still work in the events industry and so have a lot to do with running trade shows, exhibitions and award ceremonies. That's kind of my full time job while I do it four days a week now. Um, and then, yeah, and then I built up Talk 20s in the last year since I launched in January 2020. And essentially it stems from my background. I've got a background in education. Um, I did my degree in education. I trained to be a teacher before I moved into the event industry. And it's kind of bridging that gap between full time education and this big wide world of being an adult like what on earth am I going to do with my life now and when I first stepped into adulthood I stepped into teaching and knew straight away that it wasn't really what I what I wanted to do longer term and so hence the move into events which I absolutely love um, and really love and really enjoy now but yeah it was kind of like one of those things that I had to I had to launch something and my idea actually for Talk 20s was an event, believe it or not, but now we are a podcast because obviously the pandemic had to make us pivot uh, and so we did and yeah and so we are the Talk 20s podcast and we talk about everything to do with life in your 20s. 
Love that. And you know what? As events profs, we, we are quite um, good at pivoting, aren't we? And changing things and coming up with these wonderful yeah. creative ideas. I love that. The fact that, you know, you wanted to do it as an event. And I'm sure you've probably got it in your head that later down the line, it may be coming an event as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the podcast has gone way beyond events for you, hasn't it? You know, it's about life experiences. It's about giving top tips and insights and, and just, you know, finding a voice for people that are in their 20s. Um, and I hope you don't mind. I'm not in my 20s, but I have listened to a couple today and it was very relevant for me as well listening it, it, you know it's not just that age group so I think you've got a real good voice there within the industry um, and not just 20s like we've talked about um, I'm really interested because you come across as a really bubbly motivated person what I'd like to know is you know what what inspires you what where do you get your creativity from where, what motivates you each day Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really interesting question. Um, it's kind of hard because I probably say I would pick up motivation and inspiration from lots of different places. Um, but I would probably say other creative people. There are so many amazing, wonderful people that I have close to me, um, or you know, as people that I follow on social media, and I and I absolutely love that. In terms of kind of what keeps me happy and what kind of keeps me motivated is I have a lot of like motivational quotes around my house on my phone I listen to motivational podcasts I listen to feel good music I like to watch feel good tv like I'm I I like to keep positive positivity kind of all around me but that doesn't mean to say that you know don't have bad days or don't have days where I feel like don't go as well and I'm not a bubbly smiley person I think we you know there there is I try and be that but you know there are some days which which don't go to plan and and obviously you know that kind of is uh is tricky sometimes but you know you've just got to keep a positive positive outlook on things and hopefully things will turn back around for the better yeah definitely completely agree and the, and the fact that you're in the events industry is wonderful as well so I'm going to touch on that before we come back to talk 20s for a moment so you know talk to me about the events what is it that absolutely inspires you in events what why did you join that the events industry mm-hmm. I think there's actually quite a lot of ties to the teaching profession and mm. and events industry like so many skills that I had were transferable in terms of organization preparation knowing who your audience is essentially I was going from trying to keep 30 students interested and engaged in the class to trying to keep 3,000 event attendees engaged and wanting to stay in an event venue you know it's very similar um but I think what what drew me to events is the fact that like I'm very very creative and I like helping others and I like supporting others but I do have quite a business head on my shoulders hence obviously starting my own business on on the side of, of what I do in events um and so what I wasn't getting in the teaching profession was that opportunity to be kind of entrepreneurial or creative and stuff it's very restricted you know you've got certain set times of the day certain hours certain curriculum you've got to follow and all of that kind of stuff and I kind of wanted a bit more freedom to be creative so moving into what I do right now you know working in exhibitions trade shows award ceremonies there's a real opportunity to kind of make something that is like fantastic and a complete project and I think what's hard when you're teaching students necessarily is that project kind of never ends you know you're constantly (laughs) it's just a constant cycle of even at the end of a school year you're still probably moving your classes into the next year whereas it's really nice I think in a show cycle you can really see something through to, to fruition and I think that's really to look back at it and go I achieved that or I helped make this happen is just so rewarding. So I think that's why I love being event prof. And I'm so glad that this was the the career that I chose to move into after leaving teaching. 
Yeah, and I like that about events. I do like the fact that it is project-based mostly, but it is a project-based um, sort of um, setup, isn't it? We, we plan something, we can get really creative and, and brainstorm and do that planning section. Then we move into that operational delivery and there's a different phase there where it hits and we are into the operational production part, then the delivery, then the evaluation and the feedback. And we, we, we tie a knot on it, we put it in a box and say, well done. And, and obviously we learn mm-hmm. from it and we move on to the next one. But there is a lovely um, working process in that cycle isn't there absolutely and I think that's what keeps you motivated because you know whether you are kind of doing the same annual event you're always like you say you're wanting to evaluate on what you previously did and you can make it better but still you're seeing that final end product and I think that's yeah I think that's a, a powerful um kind of thing to visualize as well Completely. Now, coming back to the talk 20s, and and I want to talk about Generation Z for a moment around, you know, what we've had a really tough year, a really tough year for everybody, Mm. no matter what the ages there are. But I do think Generation Z and and probably younger have found it particularly tough. Um, And as a young entrepreneur yourself, I'm interested Mm. to think about how how has the last year impacted your sort of age group and your generation? massively um some stats came out from the national um statistics organization and um and it came out that six in ten people who lost their jobs in the pandemic were aged between 18 and 25 six in ten um and that equates to like like god knows how many people it's like 61 percent of people who lost their jobs with that age group and that is mainly because they work in things like hospitality events retail because they're the kind of entry-level jobs they're the things that we kind of do to get started they're our first experience of the working world um and and yes obviously there's people of all ages that work in those kind of industries but you know it is massively powered by young people um and so if you know young people haven't had that opportunity to get that kind of work experience they've received a massive blow at the very kind of start of their career and the only thing that I could kind of when I read these statistics and I was looking at it the only way I could think about it is wow we are resilient if we as a generation can get a knockback so early on in our careers can find it so hard to find you know new work or other ways to kind of bring in an income other ways to find experience if we can get through that honestly we can get through anything because it's it is such a tricky time for so many people and especially if that's where your passion lies so for it for for, you know for events if that's what you really want to do then it's so disheartening to know that that you know things aren't happening the way you kind of imagined and you haven't got that same opportunity as perhaps people who graduated in the same degree as you three four years ago um so the main thing I would just say is that resilient is one resilience is one of these things that so many employers want but it's a really hard skill to teach and when I was when I was teaching you know one of the things they were trying to get us to to teach students was resilience yeah and when we used to have these kind of training sessions we were like well how do you actually teach people to get knocked down get back up again and keep going it's kind of hard to instill that through without it being just from life experience yeah yeah so I think it's one of those things that, you know, if, if, if people are listening right now or if they know someone who's who's had that kind of, you know, been made redundant this year or have been struggling to find work post-graduation in their chosen industry or in anything, really, it's just, you know, just think about the kind of resilience that you've g- gained from this time, because that's going to put stand you in good stead for, for the future 100%. 
I completely agree, you know, as an employee myself that looks, um, sorry, an employer myself that looks for, you know, people and those sorts of qualities and skills, that is definitely something that I'd want from one of my, my candidates that are coming forward. And I'd want them to talk about that and, and how they've experienced the past year and what they've done and how creative they've been to, you know, raise their profile and still, still be visible within whatever industry they might be in. Um, I'm, I'm interested to um, think about creativity and the, the and our sort of 20s, our, our younger generations that are in that age group. I've seen lots of different communities starting to be built. So we're both in the events industry. I'm loving the events grad industry, um, events grad community, for example, that are there mm -hmm. to support each other. And they've been really creative mm, yeah. about building those networks and connections. Um, how creative do you feel that generations that have been around bouncing back and being resilient in the last year oh gosh so creative so many people have taken up opportunities to create their own thing for example naomi and the events grads team it's it's amazing what they've built yeah. um and i think that's only you know a really positive thing that has come out of the past year and and you know who'd have thought that you know a community of event grads when there's hardly any events happening would kick off and be so so important and so needed but that shows the power of community yeah. and people are saying look we need this right now and I can't see it out there. So I'm going to create it. And that's kind of similar for talk twenties because I thought, you know, we need something where we can all come together. We can talk about this weird generation and this weird kind of, sorry, decade of our lives that we, we are going through this whole transition of kind of finding who we are. No one talks about it. Let's find a, a platform and a community to kind of have that discussion and, and chat about all the things that are challenging especially in this year of a global pandemic so yeah um, so. agree and and that you just touched on something that I'm really interested to drill into a little bit talk to me about people that are in the 20s then what kind of person are they you know and I know that's a real broad scope but you know mm. from a from a generation perspective what motivates them what drives them and what 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 do they want in life I mean, everyone's obviously different, but I think um, our generation in particular, they are they are interested in doing good. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think that they are very motivated by kind of, there's this whole idea of like, oh, you should feel fulfilled in your job and you should be, and the way that you can do that is by helping others or by putting good out into the world. You know, we're more interested in sustainable practices in healthy eating practices, you know, like so much of Generation Z is actually like sober or sober mm -hmm. curious, like than has ever been before in, in yeah. previous generations. So I do think that we are different and unique, but in terms of just talking about that decade in particular, there there's kind of this weird transition phase between you've just probably spent 18 years plus of your life in education where yeah. you've known okay you've had to pick your subjects that you're studying except you might have moved to a new city and stuff but essentially you know every kind of you know day has been dictated by a timetable to yeah. assess you've gone, <laughs> you've gone to school and you've had a certain set of, a set of teachers you then done a degree and, and what have you so when that kind of timetable gets taken away it's like oh, like, what am I going to do with my life? And a lot of people, you know, are very fortunate to know exactly where they want to go. They set off on that path and, you know, they're absolutely fine. But for many people, there's this whole, and for, I was one of them 100%, there's this whole period of time where you're kind of questioning, well, what is it like that I'm, I'm meant to do? What was it I was put on this planet for? And, and, and that's kind of thinking about it in such a big, broad way. But even just the littlest things like, you know, just where you're going to move to where you're going to live or yeah. what kind of kind of job you're going to go into or you know what's your finances looking at like what's your well-being like all these things you have to suddenly 
learn how to manage yourself with very little support. Um, and so I think it's it's a really tricky time and you shouldn't feel alone if you're feeling any of those, you know, anxiety about any of those things because so many other 20 somethings are going through that. And I think there's a bit of a, there's a point where you kind of settle into your twenties and you go, okay, I'm in the groove now. Like I know where I'm going with my job. I've got a rough idea uh, of where I'm going, but it, it doesn't happen overnight, you know? Yeah. And, and, and sometimes people get to, to their late twenties and then they go, I don't know what I've been doing for the last mm-hmm. however many years I'm going to completely career change. And I did that, you know, in my mid twenties as well and career change. So, you know, it's a strange old time. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is. And it, when you, when I think about from when I was 20 to 21, 22, up until when I was 30, I was a very different person from that start point yeah. to that finish point. So mm-hmm. your, your audience is huge there, isn't it? Being able to mm-hmm. talk to them in a, in a relevant way is, you know, you've got to think about those different sort of stages. And what I remember, and I think it's really good to call out is that, you know, as you become into that adulthood in your early twenties and you might move out of home and you might suddenly have all these bills coming in, suddenly all these big decisions seem like it's final you have you've got to make the right decision at the right time and then this is it this is I'm going into my adulthood and I can't Mm. and I think what I learned by the time you get to 30 is you're going to make loads of mistakes you literally are going to make so and it's it's part of that journey isn't it you know it's part of finding yourself it's part of trialing things and error like you've just said you pivoted you changed your career quite late or in your 20s that's fine isn't it you're allowed to do that Mm -hmm, absolutely and I think you can't really learn much through never ever failing and I think a lot of us are especially and I think that's another characteristic of a 20 something at the moment is that we uh crave or we 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 want perfection because that's what we see on social media being put out we don't see the kind of the imperfectness of people's lives everything is kind of Instagram pretty beautiful this person's achieved this this person's achieved that and we often compare ourselves to to, to that so which is which is really challenging. And I think I definitely have done potentially less of that as I've grown into my twenties, but early on, you're definitely concerned about that. And so when you want everything to be perfect, you're staying away from failure and actually taking a risk. Obviously you're, you, it, it, for me, taking risks has always led to greater things. Yeah. Um, so I think it's one of those things that don't be put off by taking risks just because you think you potential, you could fail because you'll learn just as much from that as you would from succeeding. So absolutely yeah you could you, you've got to push you I know we say this at all ages but it's so particular in your 20s that you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone because mm-hmm. not that you'll ever regret stuff because everything is a learning process and we'll always take away from what, however our lives have grown and evolved we'll take things away from it but you you do want to step yourself out of those comfort zones and trial different things don't you I think it's really mm-hmm. important um can I talk to you about um you know what I'm seeing at the moment is a lot of young people moving away from that security around a permanent job, around going for those core big corporate companies and thinking, do you know what? I want to set something up myself. I want to be my own boss. I want to dictate my own life, life and find my own path. Um, I'm interested to see your side of this because obviously you are doing just that in a certain way. Yes, you've got your events career too, but you're finding your own path. Is that something you're noticing in the younger age groups that they want to control their sort of careers and be their own bosses a bit more Mm -hmm. do you know what pre-pandemic I wouldn't have said it was as big a thing but I think like 
like now that we've been through this whole pandemic, I think it's kind of an element of control. So, you know, people had no control over whether they were going to be put on furlough, whether they were going to be made redundant or whether they were going to do any of those things. So I think that was, that kind of was put on the employer. So it was whatever situation your employer was in. And I think what people have taken from that is that, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to not be able to decipher my future. I want to be able to decide what I want to do. And I don't want to have to put off my career for 12 months because I'm on furlough for exa- for whatever reason. So I'm going to go off and create something for myself. And I think for, for anyone who's done that, that is incredible um, for whatever reasons. If it's just, you know, you want to gain experience or you want it to be a longer term thing or you want it to be an on the side passion project, whatever reason you started something. I think that's amazing because I think it's it's a way of us taking back control of our futures and going, well, this is the direction that we want to go in. And if full time employment or the way I'm kind of hoping my career isn't isn't possible, I'm going to create it for myself. So I think that's a really exciting opportunity for people it is and it's lovely to see all the young entrepreneurs taking that step right now because you know yes it's probably been forced on a lot of people to take that step but you know like we've talked about if we don't take those risks and we don't try something out of our comfort zone then we're never going to get anywhere are we mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if we think about you you know the the risks that you've not that you've taken risks but you've t- taken yourself out of your comfort zone to start your own business talk to me about that journey and like how 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 was it was it as smooth as you expected it to be has there been pitfalls have you learned a lot gosh I've learned so so much in terms of kind of yeah like being my being my own boss and to a certain extent I mean on uh I now work for my myself on a Monday that's my one day in the week where I get to work on my business I'm really grateful that my employer was you know um let me kind of drop down to four days which was really really great um but yeah so I it's all about balancing things and I am one of these people in particular I'm like a yes person so I, I hate saying no to opportunities, to people asking, you know, would you would you come and be part of this or would you like to do this? Because I think it's like my parents when I was younger, they always told me like, don't close any doors, keep all your options open. Like that's kind of the upbringing that they were like, no, like you, you've got to, you've got to keep going. So even when like, I remember I was younger, I absolutely hated playing the violin absolutely hated it they were like keep persevering you know you've got to you've got to keep going and you know you never know where it might lead and I was like well I'm not a professional violin player right now but you know (laughs) thank god I kept that door open mum and dad yeah (laughs) but yeah and I think it's one of those things that as a result I end up juggling so much because I'm like well if I say no to this or I shut down that path that I'm going on then, oh, I've closed those doors and I can never open them again and I can't go down that path. I think that's the hardest thing because right now I'm like juggling so many different plates because I'm like, I want to say a little bit of yes to everything. Um, And I think that there's actually power in just potentially choosing a few things and sticking to them and pushing them forwards. And that's kind of probably something that I would say that I'm, I'm working on in this past year because there are there will always be more opportunities. There will always be more opportunities than you can possibly take on. So um, I would probably say that that is one of the most challenging things because actually turning around to someone and saying, oh, sorry, I can't be a part of this. I find like gut-wrenchingly horrible. So yeah, um, so yeah, so I think that's probably one of the toughest 
things, never mind all the kind of finance side of things oh, or the yeah. how to do my own marketing <laughs> and being a one man band. Well, I'm a two, two, three man band now, but yeah. you know, it, it's tough. And, and, and I think, you know, there will always be challenges if you start your own, your own business. 100%. Yeah. And, and I've learned that in my, in the last few years as well around, um, finding your own niche completely do not spread yourself too thin because you start a business and you suddenly yeah. think I don't want to say no I want I want to do everything oh actually I was yeah. specializing in this but someone's asking me to do that so I'm gonna go jump over there and do that but actually you need to ref- you need to work out who you are and what your where your skills lie and stick to that path find that niche and mm-hmm. shout about it and just you know, yeah. I think um, we've just spoken about her before, actually. Juliet Tripp says this on one of hers that, you know, she found her niche and, and she is sticking on that path and she's started saying no to stuff. And I think that is really important to do. And yeah. then you won't, you'll still get bogged down because you're still saying yes to all these things on your niche, but it's at least uncontrollable in that mm-hmm. one area. So I do like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about, I'm coming back to you because I know that the listeners are going to love you and your story around the podcast and what you've achieved and your following and your listeners. And um, if anyone's not listened to the podcast, please do, no matter what age, I hope you don't mind me saying that, no matter what age, because it's a great oh, listen. <laughs> um, what what are you hoping for in the next sort of 12 months? Where are you taking this? What What's your aspiration? Oh, um. I so we've recently just gone studio based Mm. um and so now you know obviously in the pandemic I was recording from well where I am right now the little box room in my house um and I kind of really wanted um to kind of have an experience for a listener and I wanted them to feel like this was something we were putting so much effort in because we really really valued that you know this what we were doing essentially and so moving to the studio gave us an opportunity to also record our um our podcast in video format as well so we're kind of moving on to the youtube platform so if anyone's listening to this and kind of wants to watch uh what we do in the studio as well then you can obviously find us on youtube as well but i think that was kind of what was really exciting about it is people kind of want to see how you engage on video as well as audio so there obviously is all the options to listen on spotify and apple Podcasts, etc etc but moving to the studio was really exciting plus we've got so much better sound quality etc and 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 support with the editing as well so that's moving it in that direction is kind of where i'm kind of looking to go with it but essentially kind of bringing the most the guests that people really really want on the podcast to the podcast as much as i possibly can um because there's so many 20 somethings out there with such inspiring stories yeah um and uh, or even that just they just have so much wisdom in terms of what they've learned or the mistakes they've made um that are really worth sharing so um so yeah that's the kind of direction but longer term hopefully fingers crossed one day talk 20s live uh, and in-person events which covers all the topics that we talk about on the podcast but you can come along to sessions you can speak to exhibitors you can yeah all very interactive um yeah an in-person event 2022 we thought that might be 2021 didn't we but that's slipping through our yeah. fingers a little bit at the moment mm. yeah but what a great thing to you know you've got your goal there you've got your vision you know and I, and I can just tell from your your passion it will happen and 2022 will happen and it is going to happen and what I love about the podcast and I'm sure you know all the sort of workshops and masterclasses that you could bring to life in 
in person is the fact that there's you know people will take things away you know some of your podcasts is about pensions and about starting your business and people will take things away they will learn something won't they they will go Mm. away and they will go away and feel educated and inspired to to drive their Mm. own paths forward so and and I think that definitely comes from the fact that I obviously have a teaching background Mm. so I wanted a real platform where I didn't want to lecture people like I I, no one wants to sit in a lecture theater and be taught about pensions that would just literally well I'd be bored to death for a start so um I wouldn't I that's not the way that I learn you know I'm very kind of uh you have to feel engaged and so you know I'm, I'm not a person that will kind of sit about and you know, do boring things. Even when I was teaching, I was like messing around and, and you know, lively and used to make probably a, a lot of fun of myself. And I think that's probably what I find the most engaging. So that's kind of how I wanted to bring it to life through the podcast. So we are talking about topics that you will learn from like pensions, starting your own business. Um, we just recently talked about kind of um, showing initiative. We've talked about dating, all of these kind of things you're going to take away, but it's not going to be in a boring corporate kind yeah. of kind of lesson, like sit down, write your notes and, and do this. It's going to be much more of a, an enjoyable experience. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll have a laugh or two along the way as well. Absolutely. You've got to. Yeah. And yeah, great stuff. I'm going to watch out for your journey and bring it just because we are an events podcast or I'm an events podcast. Let's come back to your events industry sort of profession. Um, have you got any in-person events planned for this year or is it all virtual stuff? What does that look like? Yeah, so um, so my um, exhibitions that I work on, they run out of the NEC um, mm-hmm. and we are hoping that they will go ahead in September, Yay. end of September, fingers crossed, <laughs> uh, 2021, so that we're all kind of all steam ahead. I mean, I've forgotten what it's like to run an in-person event. I don't think I'm quite ready for the tidal wave of emails and workload that is probably going to hit me in this next six months run up but I'm ready for it. I'm excited to get back into the industry. Um, I'm excited to just leave my house. To I be know. Honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, um, I, I think it's going to be amazing when these events come back together, because I think people are just going to relish them so much more and, tre- and treasure that moment. Like I'm at an event. Wow. I haven't done this in so long. I so, know. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I know, even because obviously restrictions just eased this week, didn't for us in the in the England, sorry, they, they've eased. And um, I went for a little run and I, I live in Cornwall. I'm very lucky and I live in near Newquay, ran through Newquay and there's people in, in pub gardens and things. I'm like, oh. yeah. Crikey, <laughs> what is going on? There's life. <laughs> it's so, yeah. so strange. And we've all been hermits indoors for however long now. It's going to be strange to all be back together, but I can't wait. Yeah, it is. And so, Gabby, I really want to give the opportunity for the listeners to find out where to find you, um, you know, on, on socials and wherever and on your podcast. So just te- just wrap it up and let people know where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us on all social media platforms by searching at Talk20s. That's our handle on most platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. See, I told you I do too many things and say yes to too many things. Yeah. All platforms. All of there them. There we go. <laughs> and if you want to listen to the podcast, then obviously you can tune in on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. And you can watch us in the studio on YouTube as well, just by searching Talk20s. Fantastic. Gabby, thanks so much for joining me today. This has been superb. Thank you so much for having me. Well, what an absolute bundle of joy. 
Gabby, you are a true inspiration and what a fantastic thing you're doing, connecting, collaborating with and educating whilst also supporting our future generations. It is wonderful. If you want to reach out to Gabby, then please do. I know she will love to hear from you. And likewise, please share your feedback with me on today's episode. I'm Kelly Frew on all the socials and you will find me on my contact details on my website, Storymaker Events. Don't forget, if you are enjoying the podcast, then please do subscribe. That will make sure that each episode just downloads directly onto your device each week and you won't miss out. Remember, you can also give us that five-star rating as well. Have a lovely week. Enjoy your weekends, whatever you're all getting up to. Looking forward to connecting with you again next week. Take care all. Bye. Bye.